Anchored at Harbor Park CrossFit, a show dedicated to helping you find enrichment for the other 23 hours of your day outside of the gym. Here's your hosts, Jason, Dave, and Corian. Welcome, boys and girls of all ages. We're back. Anchored at Harbor Park CrossFit, episode 31. I'm Coach Jason. Coach Dave. Coach Corian. Coach Eddie. We're back with another movement fix with Dr. Ed. Do you like? Do you prefer doctor or doc or coach? This is a two. I got. I got to follow up to that. I mean, technically, are you are you a doctor? Yeah, I mean, technically, I do have my my doctorate. I do have my <laughs> doctorate degree. Sweet. So we're gonna call you doc. Doc. I call you doc Hollywood usually. That's. It depends on the function. If you're coaching, I'm calling you coach. Yeah, and that, that's how if you're it works. Treating your doc. Yeah. All right. So. I've got the icebreaker today. I'm going to ask, in your workouts... Time we'll out. I had another follow-up for oh, okay. Doc <laughs> over here. Uh, do you prefer Ed or Eddie? Eddie. Okay. Ed's my dad. All right. That sounds so formal. Can I call you Edmund? Because sometimes I do. <laughs> yes, Davis, you may. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so I got my icebreaker. My icebreaker is, when it comes to your workouts or your work- workout routine, we're going to start with Eddie... What one thing don't you do enough of? I would say I probably don't warm up enough properly. Um, you know, if I'm in a class, I'm definitely going through the class warm up and stuff like that. But I can say I definitely fall short when I'm doing my own stuff. And, you know, maybe I'm short on time. Maybe I'll just, okay, let's skip the warm up. Let's get right into it. This is honestly why I love to do, still do classes and I'll do, make sure I'm doing them every day. So I do warm up. And it forces me also. As much as I love mobility, like you said, if I'm running low on time, the mobility or the warm-up is probably where I'm going to skimp. Um, and I definitely feel it when I don't. So that's why I jump into classes. Jason? Quick, come back to me. Oh, boy. Oh, he's still thinking. Um, I don't do enough cool down, for sure. Um, you guys both know this because I come to you to get adjusted, and I actually have Dave try to program extra mobility specifically for me. And I know it. My thing is, is like, I will warm up and I'll get my workout in and then, oh, look, paperwork or, ooh, more fitness. And so then I definitely don't recover. And when I had a long weekend like this weekend and I didn't spend enough time recovering, I tried to redo a lot of Palooza workouts today. And I 100% know it didn't go well because of not recovering. But in your defense, even me who does a lot of mobility... Yeah, um, Eddie was adjusting me today and says, "Would you call me a brick wall? Because <laughs> you can't adjust me." Basically, he doesn't move well. No, <laughs> no, I move. He does a lot of mobility. I move well. He moves well. I'm just I'm stiff. stiff. So, and he said that you're you're actually more flexible, Corian. I am, which is great, but hyper flexible. We'd call her Eddie. <laughs> I mean, like, like my muscles are sore, and like, and then I have a pinch. So, like, I'll move through it, like my shoulder that I've been fighting for these last couple of weeks. Like, I won't let it hinder me in a workout, but I feel it, and it's there, and I could probably do better if it wasn't. All right, Jason. Um, one thing I don't do enough of, or need to do better. Oh boy. Um. Especially with my back injuries, probably a little more core work like dedicated more like glute activation stuff I get it like twice a week which I probably should be doing it every day pump it up 
Yeah, I will. He needs like somebody to program for him, I think. That's the problem. So if you don't program, if you're programming for yourself, it just gets boring. But if you're doing somebody else's program, that's why I have, that's why I have Nate working with me on top of classes. Well, I, I tried to start jumping back into classes, and then I just didn't have time to do the extra. So. And see, and that's why I love doing classes, too, because whether I'm in them, like doing the workout, or I'm coaching them, my new goal is to always do the mobility. So like, especially when I'm coaching a couple of days a week now, I get to get that mobility. It might not be specific for what I did that day or what's hurting, but I'm like, eh, it's better than fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. All right, Jason, so what's on tap? We're doing a movement fix. We're, we're going to talk gonna, about the snatch today. We've got, we're going to call him Doc for the rest of the show because he's going to be, his role is a Doc right now. Better put on my thinking cap. Can you put on the robe or like, what do they call that? The doctor smock or whatever? A white coat? Yeah, a white coat. I have a white coat at home. I'm bring it in next time. Awesome. We're going to start off by talking about the purpose of, um, of the snatch and why we do it, why we love it. Um, it's by far the most complicated thing we do um, because of the complexity. It, it has risk of injury. Um, you know, that's, that's something we understand and, and we try to convey. Uh, you know, it involves every part of the body and a lot of change of direction and agility, coordination, etc., that's why we love it so much is because um, it hits all those different things. It's a strength movement. It's a power movement. Like I said, agility, it requires flexibility, coordination, pretty much every of the 10 general physical traits that, that CrossFit aims to improve. Um, so that's why we use it. But it's hard in the beginning, especially if you're probably just starting out with CrossFit or maybe your fitness journey and you're doing it, you have little impingements in the shoulder. And, and actually, Dr. Eddie and I kind of did a, a video on this, right, Doc? We did, just this past week. Yeah, we talked about why we have issues um, with the snatch and why it can be so problematic. I, I think the snatch quickly becomes most people's like favorite move um, because once you understand it's a complicated movement, so once you get it and you feel like, okay, I understand, you might not be great at it, but I understand what it is and how to do it. People feel very accomplished. Um, so I, that's my like favorite thing about it. Yeah, it is one of my favorite movements. And like Jason said, it is one of the most complex movements because everything's got to be working like perfectly from the beginning. Once you take it from the floor, I mean, you're off by a millimeter. It's going to be a mislift. It's so hard. It's so technical, especially when you have greater weight. Um, I, I kind of tell people... It's like when you're shooting a gun from a long distance. When you're close up, you can be pretty spot on just by like point and shooting. Um, the further away from the target, it takes a little bit more time to you know aim it at the right target. Make sure that you, you know you have the sights lined up. You got to be perfect. All three of the dots lined up. They have to be um, you know even across the board. The further distance you get, the bullet travels differently in the air, and it's 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 like the the snatch. So the heavier it gets harder for that barbell to move and greater chance of, I guess, error in the lift. Yeah, there's definitely less um, ability for error in the snatch than when the clean and jerk. Like, clean and jerk, like, if you catch it on your toes or you swing out a little bit, you can kind of correct it, and you're like, oh, I can save this lift. The snatch is like, nope, mm -mm, don't, don't even go there. All right, so let's talk about some of the common injuries associated with the snatch, and they're typically going to be upper body-related so shoulder, um, you, might, you might get some elbows, but probably not too often. Mainly shoulders, T-spine, 
that kind of stuff. Yes. So injury, injury <laughs> peeps want to hop on. So there? generally what I see with the injuries, dealing with the injury protocol is kind of some bicep tendonitis yep. and that front shoulder impingement. And Doc, you can kind of jump in if you feel there's something maybe different. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see the same too. And, you know, I've experienced both of them too, um, from starting snatching to where I'm at now with it. Um, you, you definitely do see that, that biceps tendonitis creep up, but I think it, in the end, it's all related to the, the shoulders anyways. And, you know, are, are your shoulders active? You know, is the bar crashing on you when it's coming overhead? Um, what's, what's your shoulder pattern look like? Not under load. Um, you know, when you take it through a range of motion, you know, are your shoulder blades sticking to your rib cage like they should be, or are they kind of winging out or making some abnormal pattern that's going to cause some, you know, shoulder impingement or something like that down the road? I think what I see a lot of is people are definitely very bicep heavy. And I think that it's because when we think about moving something, it's our arms and our biceps and everybody wants big biceps. So you said the right thing, like how are your shoulders moving? How's your shoulder blades? And are they active? So a lot of times I tell people, it's not that you don't have muscles back there. They just probably don't know they need to fire and they don't need that they need to work right now. So we need to get them like waking up, get them moving, getting them contributing to the movement. Yeah. Your biceps are some huge muscles. They can move a lot of, a lot of weight. And sometimes that's like the early arm bend when they're pulling early um, between the knee and the hip. That's where we're seeing that bicep tendonitis. So if you're pulling early, not using your hips properly, so the arms just guide the bar, the hips and the um, momentum make the bar move. Um, the arms just guide it up overhead. There's a little bit of a pull in there, but if we're pulling early, that's where we see that bicep. I think that's, that's probably one of the things that I see the most, too, even with coaching some of the foundation classes, is that um they're pretty good but then when you get down to the timing of when to actually pull the bar you tend to see everyone pull really early before they even reach like full extension of the hips and then you're just you know you're overworking that and creating that that injury and that unnecessary movement that we don't want yeah absolutely so the the shoulder blades doc why do why do what do we why do we want them to be on the i guess on the spine like you said when we, when we look at the shoulder blade and, and where it sits in any overhead movement, you know, your overhead squat, your snatch specifically today, um, we want that shoulder blade stuck to the rib cage because that, that keeps everything the most protected. Um, you know, when you start winging out or when, you know, your shoulder blade starts turning outward, it kind of puts you at this extra risk for like an injury, especially if it kind of crashes down on you or something like that and your shoulders aren't active and you're just taking a huge load. I'm going to hop real, in real quick. If, if any of you are listening and you're not sure what we're talking about because we're kind of just describing these positions, um, ask any of your coaches and we'll gladly show you. Um, and then I, I just want to explain what active shoulders is. You might have heard it and not know what that means. Basically, it just means you're, you're kind of doing whatever your load is doing to your shoulders. Your shoulders are doing the opposite. So if you're snatching and the bar's underneath you and the bar's pulling your shoulders down, you're pulling them up. So kind of like shrugging up. Or if the bar's above you, pushing down on your shoulders, your shoulders resisting that, so pushing up again. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Or also a little plug here. We did do the video, me and Eddie. <laughs> um, for Wad Science, we did one uh, related to the 
shoulder blade and how it should be moving. We talked specifically about the wing scapula, and we did some references. Yeah, I think when it comes to shoulder blades, a lot of people just kind of let things sit in their socket, and they feel like, well, it's just like in there then, and then I'm not exerting a lot of effort, but that's not safe. You know, your muscles aren't protecting the bones and the joints and the ligaments when, like Jay said, when you're just letting it kind of push down into you. Um, so we want to actively be pressing against whatever that load is. Yeah. One of the things that I really like... Or pulling from, against it. Um, some of the seminars we've been to is I really like the cue of pressing against it, like Jay said. So you're going to be pressing up into that bar. So you're holding up the ceiling. I like, to, I like that one. So you're pressing up against that bar. Don't let it come out. So no bent elbows. And then squeezing the shoulder blades... Like thinking about squeezing them together and pinching like a um, a pencil between your shoulder blades is a really good way of thinking about kind of keeping That's the tight. one that I've been using a lot lately when I've been snatching and going overhead. One super simple one that I use is just, uh, it's kind of hard to show with a bar, but with a PVC pipe, just showing them to like bend the heck out of the bar. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you activate your, or basically if you bend the bar, like as much as I show when I do it, so it's almost like a U, all that stuff kind of just happens naturally. Yeah, that's another good cue. We all use what what works. <laughs> so, Ed, Doc, why does the um, shoulder blade, for some of us, wing out? Why is that? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, activities of daily living. And, I mean, the majority of us, obviously, doing CrossFit multiple times a week. Um that's it's quite a bit of beat up and you know we do dome mobility at the end of the classes but um that's not necessarily enough um you know you should always be doing more on your own outside um so for example if we had a really heavy shoulder day on monday you know maybe you spend that tuesday um working out some of those knots in your shoulder blades um you know just making sure everything is kind of moving properly because then if you go on a tuesday's workout and you're still kind of stiff, then all that stuff kind of just keep on, it keeps on adding up and kind of piling up. Um, other things, you know, posture, that's another huge thing, right? You know, a lot of us, our shoulders round forward by the end of the day. Um, you know, we get kind of lazy, um, tired, and, you know, we just kind of put ourselves in a really bad position. So with those shoulders naturally rounding forward, it's already pulling everything. So all the muscles in the back are super loose and you're going to find a bunch of knots in them and everything in the front and the pec region is going to be really tight because it's being pulled forward. Um, so things like that, um, you know, being posturally aware, um, making sure you're taking care of yourself. Um, and then obviously if you've had any shoulder injuries in the past, you know, any torn rotator cuffs, um, labrum, anything like that, you know, that automatically puts you even at a greater risk of, you know, a possible re-injury if you're not, you know, following the proper protocol or making sure that you got the movement down right or, you know, you're taking the time to do rehab after a workout. I think that one is the biggest one when I have people come in and we're doing their consults. I'm like, do you have any injuries? They're like, no. Anything that you've ever torn, pulled, popped out of place, has ever hurt or, you know, broken bones, oh, yeah. And then they'll list all of these things. I'm like, guys, that's just because it's not hurting now doesn't mean it won't contribute to our movements. So make sure that we know about them mm-hmm. and you know about them. I agree. And then, so if we have the bicep, we talked about the little bicep tendonitis. Obviously, the early arm pull is usually kind of the issue with that. And then the other one we see is that front, right at the front of the deltoid, right by the pec. 
that pinch where usually everybody's pushing and rubbing their shoulder. Um, why is that one? Like, I, it's obviously the supraspinatus, but why do we have that issue? They, from what I've seen and, you know, from um, working under a few docs that have been in the field longer than I have, they're all secondary um, results of more of an underlying thing, and a lot of it comes from the subscap, so the muscle in your armpit, basically, that no one ever talks about or, you know, we don't maybe work on much. Um, it's kind of right by your lat, too. They kind of all attach together. Um, so when those get super tight, your range of motion is already like super decreased from like going overhead with anything like that. Um, so with that being said, anytime you go to do an overhead movement and your range of motion is decreased, then your front of your shoulder, your bicep are going to take a heavier load of that workout. And then you're going to, that's where you're going to get that referral pain. So like nine times out of 10, you're not going to feel any pain under your armpit, but you're going to feel it in the front of your shoulder and your bicep, but it's probably stemming. Right. From somewhere else. We, we talk about it all, all the time. If something hurts, it's not because that's the issue. Nine times out of ten, it's something else up or down chain that's causing that to hurt. One of my weird things that I've been dealing with, and I mean, I'm not as great of knowing all the different muscles and everything, but um, the top of my shoulder inside, like where my um, collarbone is, my clavicle, like that, those muscles coming down from my neck and and yeah, and then into that trap and then into my first rib has been causing all my shoulder impingement issues down to my bicep. So been digging at that lately and that's been opening up my shoulder like a lot. Yeah, so and it's just the nature of CrossFit. CrossFit we do a lot of overhead movements, we do a lot of pulling movements, pull ups, but you know, pushing with the and we're predominantly in that front rack position. So like Ed said earlier, when we're um we're, you know, shoulders forward, you think about we're in that front rack position. That's why, you know, I think it's good that we take the barbell out of the hands once a week and go with dumbbells and kettlebells like we've been doing. I will 100% take this out of the gym and say that this is stemming from stress. Women carry a lot of stress in their neck and in their shoulders. So um, when I'm having a very stressful time, I'm constantly tensing and I'm straining those muscles. Um, so I think that people have to remember what they're doing outside of the gym as well. Like we already kind of mentioned, like the rolled shoulders from sitting at desk and the end of the day. But what is your stress level like? How, how many times do we have... Um, parents who have an infant that they carry around constantly on one hip so their hips and their their arm gets really out of whack on that side so there are so many things that we have to look at guys when it comes to these joints that are these ball and socket that do so much um that it it might not even be the gym it could just be your daily life i actually had one this uh this past weekend with um sleeping and painting i had fallen asleep on my left side <laughs> Um, usually I'm a back sleeper, but I fell asleep on my left side and I woke up and my entire hand was numb. And then I did some painting the following day and, you know, I've kind of been feeling it all throughout the shoulder and the elbow region itself. Um, so yeah, there are little things even outside of the gym that can add up and especially for like hairstylists who they're holding oh, yeah. a, a, a hair dryer, blow dryer all day long. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, I think that taking all of these things into account, but we don't think about that. And when we have certain mu muscles that are overdeveloped and overtake that movement, you're like, oh, don't worry, I'll do this for you, those less 
um, involved muscles that don't fire as often, they just continue to become deficient. And so, like I said, just getting those other muscles to understand that they need to work and they need to be a part of the process is a huge deal. Yep. So we kind of kind of hit on this already a little bit, but maybe maybe everybody can contribute something here. But what is something people can do to improve it or to limit these injuries, I guess, in the snatch specifically, the bicep tendonitis and the, maybe that front shoulder pinch? Jason, we'll start with you maybe. Well, since I'm more um, focused on like technique and, and movement, obviously is um, getting the proper technique. Like we uh, talked about earlier, a lot of people do like an early arm bend or they're pulling primarily with their upper body, not necessarily their legs. Um, at Robert's last clean and jerk clinic, he did something I really liked where he put his hand on their low back during like the, the deadlift portion of the clean to show them what driving with your legs mean instead of pulling with your upper body. When we're doing the Olympic lifts, like the clean and the snatch, uh, the upper body is really just there to guide the bar. We're not trying to use it to get the bar any higher. Um, all the power is coming from our legs. Um, so what you, we might be finding is that you're doing a little bit too much work with your upper body. Like Ed talked about, you know, you're, you're pulling with your elbows before your hips are even extending. It's putting a lot of strain on the, the shoulders, um, that bicep tendon. So one of the biggest things is just learning how to use your legs and trusting your legs, using your arms as guides. Absolutely. And then we'll go Eddie next, Dr. Eddie. Um. I would say just making sure that, you know, on, on top of the technique, definitely, because that that's going to be the main thing. Um, and that's going to take a lot of time because you're going to develop one part of the lift and then, you know, something else might be off. Um, and, you know, I've learned that through time from Coach Robert as well is that, you know, you work on one piece of the movement and then, you know, a piece that you thought was good kind of starts to fall apart. Um, and that's the glory of CrossFit. Yeah. It'll never be perfect. So it, it takes a lot of time to develop. So, you know, you know, having help from other coaches, you know, watching extra videos, but then making sure that your, your body's moving well too, you know, so whether it's, you know, um, squat depth, um, you know, making sure that you have the mobility in your T-spine, you know, spending time on those things because um, that's definitely going to make a difference. Corian. All right. So my biggest thing, which is funny because I'm the worst at it, is going to be your mobility. Like when it comes to that T-spine and getting those muscles to relax, I'm a huge fan of the double lacrosse balls or we say peanut um, and just one of the movements that we used to do all the time is taking that double across ball, starting at the top, uh, well, like the base of your neck, and then your spine's down the middle, and you just roll down your back. So um, some people, depending on how severe the front um, internal rotation is, I will tell them, like, you can just roll up and down that spine. Sometimes people, I'll tell them to find a spot that's particularly tight and then try to raise their hands overhead or out to the side and then just sit there and let like gravity open them up. Um, otherwise, as you get better and as that starts to open up, I'm a huge fan of lifting the hips and doing like a glute bridge so you can actually actively drive your shoulders into that lacrosse ball. And then there's a whole bunch of other things like as you get more mobile that you can continue to do to open that up. But if you literally just spent 
three to four times a week in a couple minutes doing that double lacrosse ball, that's going to open up your shoulders huge and you're going to feel a million times better when you get, and you're not going to feel like you're fighting that pull. You're going to just be like, oh, there it is. You know, and then you're not going to try and overcompensate with the biceps or force that bar overhead. And then we end up tearing because we're trying to go past range of motion that we're, our body's comfortable with. I like it. So I would say all of you, I agree with all of you. And I would say that the only thing I would say is practice, right? So practice the snatch and then don't always think you have to one rep max it. So when you're practicing, maybe take the intensity down, maybe just using a barbell or very lightweight. And you're going to practice maybe the different, the three different um, Positions, you know, from snatching from power, from hang, from the floor, making sure that each one you slow down that timing, um, and you just work perfectly. Sometimes maybe you're pulling from blocks. Sometimes you're just doing shrugs. Maybe you're doing snatch balance or high pulls. You know, all the different techniques you can do for that, and then um, proper warming up, making sure that we get those rhomboids firing. So you know, indestructible shoulders too, which is on our YouTube channel. Getting those rhomboids firing, working that serratus anterior, um, and making sure that. Everything's kind of warmed up and ready to go and primed. Mm-hmm. And then finishing off with your mobility. So if you're super tight in that T-spine, it's going to be really hard to keep that bar overhead. Um, but if you can work those shoulders so that you can open up properly and support load overhead, then it's just going to do wonders for you and benefit. If you are going to practice, please try to get a coach to watch you. You don't want to practice wrong reps, especially with the snatch. Yeah, improper um, movement's not going to help you um, anywhere and I, guys, I know that we talk a lot about this, but it would seem overwhelming in the beginning. You're going to dedicate a lot of time to opening up the shoulders, working on technique and mobility. But as you get to a point where you're um, ahead of the game, then it's just maintaining, and that time spent doing all that stuff starts to shrink. So if it's something that's really important to you, put in the time now, get it in, and then eventually you won't have to work so hard at it. You'll still have to maintain it, but I don't have, as long as I'm keeping up on my mobility and I'm keeping up on my technique work, um, it goes a lot faster. Yeah, so you can also help your mobility by seeing Doc a couple times a month, right? Maybe at least once a month. Yeah, at recommend. least once a month. I have an appointment on Getting Friday. That, I'm uh, adjustment to open up that T-spine and those shoulders, using that Theragun on there. Um, some other things you can do is obviously use HANA to get some massages or use your own masa- masseuse. Um, that would really help relax those muscles. And then I really like like a complex machine. I have one that you can use. Um, you know, some people have different ones you can get off Amazon. They're like 20 bucks. Those little electrodes to kind of loosen up the muscles as well help for recovery at night. Or if you want help with your technique, schedule a goal session and yes. we can uh, game plan some stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I love doing goal sessions. I got quite a few this week. All right. Doc, you got anything else for us? No, I think that's about it. You're going to join us in a future episode? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this time. Jason, you're going to close us out? I think you're the closer. I'm the closer? All right. <laughs> well, just do with your state classy Harbor Park. Bye, guys. Adios. Care, guys. Thanks for listening to Anchored at Harbor Park CrossFit. If you would like further information about our programs, visit www.harborparkcrossfit.com. We hope you'll tune in next time.